everyone welcome back to this amazing podcast i'm your amazing host and this is how not to murder the fact that your narcissism hasn't faded after a week is very assuring and refreshing but no 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 wait one second we are putting out this episode after 15 days of the first one and who is to blame for that you it was you. my exam no no no, no, no okay. wait wait who stayed up all night with caffeine and was playing genshin in her free time which i do support my exams what no, did no, you no, want wait i do support playing genshin but you could have researched a little bit instead of playing genshin all the time we still love genshin you that is the fact 7 when i was already sleep deprived from my exams anyways this is a po- we will leave your shenanigans behind and move on as professionals this is a podcast where me and my best friend give you our unsolicited opinions on long forgotten true crime cases and give you our perspective on them as high schoolers so do you want to introduce the case or should i do it sure why not um this is the case of Harold Frederick Shipman Jr. Okay. He is okay, actually... wait, wait 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 I'm going to stop you right there you're forgetting someone very important. Oh right we have someone special with here us so with here right. So I now. would like to in- we fine we would like to introduce our very special guest here today. Please welcome Bhavya Memani. Hello 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 everybody. So um Bhavya is you know the best way to describe her is like one of our closest friends and she is just as interested in true crime as we are we're going to tell the story and she's going to give you her unsolicited opinions and trust me this is something you're going to want to listen to so just from what you know nitya just uh, from what we just said and you know we talked about dr death what is the first thing that comes to your mind Doctor Death. Ah, uh, the first thing that could possibly come into my mind is: is he someone who is curing death, or is he causing it? So that's okay. what But, possibly a teenager with an imaginative mind like ours would think. Okay, what do you think, my other very dumb host, Madam Dumb Host? What do you think? never mind looks like she doesn't want to give her opinion right now i will give you my opinion so when i first um you know saw dr death and i was researching about dr death the first thing that came to mind was how on earth is somebody like a doctor who is meant to be saving lives taking them that was the first thing that came to my mind personally so um you know you're going to have to find out after listening to this podcast what he actually does and he is technically one of the most famous serial killers that existed so yeah i hope you guys you know enjoy the podcast and so we're going to start like i always do we're going to start like i always do and grab yourself a drink and let me tell you a story this is the case of dr death so do you want to start with um, a little bit of ba- background of dr death uh sure why not okay so we we can start yes so the doctor death his actual name is harold frederick shipman he was born in 14 january 1946 and he actually died in 13 january 2004 he was known to be acquaintances like he was known to his friends as frederick shipman 
and he was an english general practitioner and also a serial killer obviously no once i i will stop you there because think about it practitioner and serial killer that just those two words to describe the same person just don't go together with me what do you think to be honest they're very uh, conflicting words that's there because an english general practitioner of course being uh, an english lover myself uh, it's it's very very conflicting to hear that he's a serial killer as well as something that one day i had aspired to be so it's it's, it's something that's very interesting that's happening yeah and the fact that you know you would not imagine a doctor and a serial killer being used in the same sentence to describe the same person what do you think miss dumpost i don't know i mean this what you're saying right now by the way this is coming from somebody that is your amazing your so called amazing host who wants to be a doctor herself is going to be talking about a doctor who is a serial killer <laughs> Okay, that is true though. So it's even more enraging to read this as somebody who wants to be a doctor. It's even more enraging to read this because I cannot imagine myself doing this. You know, as somebody who is going to be a doctor, you spend all of your life just trying to learn how to save people, not learn how to take the lives of people. So yeah, and continuing on with um. The story he's considered to be one of the most prolific serial killers in modern history with an estimated 250 250 victims just let that number sink in it's it's hard to even sink in the kind of number a doctor could take lives with to have saved that many lives would have been yeah it's a greater it's than anything it's like an awarded achievement to save that many lives right so on 31st january 2000 shipman was found guilty of murdering 15 patients under his care he was sentenced to life imprisonment with a whole life order good job judge i am proud of this judge we need more judges like this do you want to continue sure um he actually committed suicide he hanged himself in his cell at the hm prison wakefield west yorkshire on january 13 2004 when he was 57 years old uh the shipman industry inquiry a two year old long investigation of all the deaths certified by shipman he also it was shared by dame shannon j smith examine shipman's crime it was revealed that shipman he actually targeted elderly people yeah. can you imagine these were people who trusted them as their doctor and he targeted them you know um there is a copy of this inquiry available to the public and i was reading through it i i didn't manage to get through the entire thing because it's 180 pages long and so it's a entire detailed record that was written by smith and um it has like a log of the 15 patients that um shipman had allegedly murdered um and the thing is all of them most of them there was one person that was 49 years of age but other than that all of them were in their 70s and 60s and all women like 70s and 60s women think of that like that is alarming at like another level that is that is really alarming to even uh 
read or even hear about and uh, honestly going to be slightly towards Dr. Death over here but uh, don't you see the amount of um, sadism involved with this because uh, literally speaking he is basically overdosing them I yeah. think he's overdosing them possibly with the practical abnormal amount of yeah. uh, medicine we'll there. That, yeah. and even the elderly they really trust their doctors and they yeah. really uh, trust that they're being given the right amount and the right uh, medicines but uh, the really thing that fascinating fascinated me a lot about doctor that was how cunningly i guess <laughs> okay. he, he got no, through with is, this because understandable. this is this is something that can be easily overlooked by a lot of people. Yeah. The fact that he was uh, stopped was great, but uh, it was slightly late. And it was... <laughs> it was too late. It was Not way too late. Way too late. But uh, I don't know how. I find this somewhat smart to overdose your yeah, patients okay. to kill them. I think I can do that to some of the people <laughs> around me. Yeah, let's not mention that. This is supposed to be, you know, a logical... Yeah, okay, we're not doing this here, okay. Miss Dam, do you have an opinion on this? Um, The conversation you we all had there right now was enlightening, uh-huh. I suppose. Clearly. I enlighten you every day, so this is nothing new. You're anyway... Like, this is why I call you dumb, you see. I enlighten you every day of the week. That is where your narcissism shows yet again. No, 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 so just further prove my point. Come on. No, no, one second. I literally enlighten you every day on our hour-long conversations. It is literally just me enlightening you. So, yeah, moving. I just act enlightened to, you know, fulfill your little... We know, we get it. We definitely do get it. Okay, okay. But uh, getting on with get it. Get on with the story because I yeah. think we have quite the audience waiting for it. True, makes sense. We should just have a special guest over for every single episode so that they keep us in check and we just don't stray away too far from the story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Signaling for that for me. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing, guys. If you want her to come back, just tell us and we'll have her back. Okay. Yes. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> on with it. Okay. So. Okay. Um, interestingly. He was, you are actually correct, Kavya. Mm-hmm. He was, like, he did drug his patients, overdosed his patients. And we'll come to the drug in a little bit because I want to keep the shock and suspense for later. I'll talk about the drug a little bit later. But he is actually the only British doctor to, to date to have been convicted of murdering patients. Though, you know, the other doctors are not as, not that pure. It's not just him. There have been doctors who have been convicted of lesser charges. But he's the only British doctor. What a benchmark to set. He is the only British doctor to ever, you know, be convicted of murder. I mean, from a criminal's perspective, isn't that the highest benchmark they can get? Yeah, okay, we're getting a little bit too criminal here. Let's get back yeah. to it. Miss Dam, take it away with the early life. Why not? Okay. So, Harold Frederick Shipman Jr., like I said, he was born on 14 January 1946 and on Bestwood Estate, a council estate, right, in Nottingham. Mm-hmm. In the, sec- the second of, he was the second of the three children. He was like the middle child. No wonder. Oh, middle child syndrome. 
We're getting to it. We're getting to it. That's how we're gonna involve his brain. Middle child syndrome. I think no. All of us are the eldest child here, right? Yeah, all of us are the eldest child. But the point is, we are the better eldest child, and the other host, my fellow host, is the questionable eldest child. I'm the normal one here, I guess. Okay, I guess she has no opinions on what I just said. <laughs> I have stopped caring about your opinions at How this point. It's much better for my mental health. What the heck? How rude! Continuing, continuing. The other of his siblings were Harold Frederick Shipman Senior, and uh, he was a lorry driver, and Vera Britton, and uh, he like that is your what do you say, Harold Shipman? He was a work. His parents were working class, and you know they were like. Uh, very what do you say devoted to their work you know they were methodists devoted met- like they were very yes. like workaholics basically exactly so when he was growing shipman was accomplished he was like a very good rugby player okay in like the youth leagues he was very accomplished and he eventually passed his 11 plus in 1957 moving to a high pavement grammar school in nottingham which he left eventually in like 1964 right he also he was like excelling as a distant runner in his final year of school and served as vice captain of the athletics team he had a beautiful career in sport It's just paved out for him at that okay. point, didn't he? To say how this guy has gotten into medical from athletics is very, very confusing, which we will possibly get to know about why. But yeah, we haven't told is... her the script. She doesn't know the script. <laughs> this is this is completely on spot. I'm like invited on spot, but uh, and, and I'm like currently shaking with. Uh, I mean, to, that's to... how this case is. You know, it kind of makes, uh, it shakes you to your it shakes you to the core. That's like. how it is we'll get to how he killed each of his patients and that kind of does shake you to the core and like um my co-host mentioned he had a career in athletics why medicine is my first question and my second question is you remember the case that we did before this um, moors murder yeah the moors murders remember how troubled he was like the main killer he how brady old brady yeah how troubled brady was like mentally as a kid like he had to go through a lot as a kid but like till now shipman hasn't really gone through much abuse as per se like you know when you think about serial killers you think about the fact that they, they had a very difficult childhood right he did have to deal with some difficult things but like not to the extent of most serial killers which is why it makes me wonder why like you spent your life working to be a doctor and working to be the best why to be honest uh giving a slight inside uh, as a writer myself i've written quite a lot of serial killers and it's not really important for you to have the most traumatic childhood to mm. be able to uh, get into the kind of mindset yeah. to, to even become somebody who wants to has an intent to murder yeah. because uh sometimes it's just not the little little things building up to something yeah. huge as a reaction but sometimes it's just that uh one uh, incident or a second incident it just gets you in like that not true mentality yeah, yeah. to be able to not so like handle the amount yeah, of like bhavya said 
psych- from a psychological point of view you do need a trigger to have that right. murder instinct and it is true that not everybody has a difficult past but it's common in most serial killers that they do have a, you know difficult past take ted kaczynski take anybody like take any serial killer most of them do have a difficult past because of which that becomes a trigger and you get your murder instinct what do you think i mean definitely there has to be some major thing and in fact in shipman's case uh, for what i personally think is that he was particularly close to his mother right he really liked his mother mm-hmm. now imagine the person you're so close to your mother she actually died of lung cancer when he was only 17 you're being empathetic i'm proud of you I mean no it's the thing that it was this you know it's what it was this mother's bed that actually I don't know this is a bit uh, a very twisted to say but it almost inspired him sort of for his later deaths because yeah, the way she died is similar like to what Randy it was like his little modus operandi yeah it became similar to how he would later on go to kill his victims yeah i feel jokes apart yeah first of all i am surprised to see you being empathetic but jokes apart you know i do feel for shipman here and i think our audience will like all of our listeners will also feel you know some sort of empathy for shipman over here because you need to understand the fact that it's not easy to deal with your mother's death especially if you're very close to your mom so it's not easy to deal with it and the fact that he had to go through that at such a young age i feel like that also acted like a trigger as a psychology student saying this it acted like a trigger and it triggered his murder instinct so um just going out so shipman witnessed his mother's pain subside despite the condition until her death on 21st june 1963 on 5th november he married primos may i might have butchered that name another important detail was he had administered i'm sorry he had morphine administered at home by a doctor and that is a clue that is a clue as to how he kills his you know how he kills later on so the couple that is primos and shipman had four children shipman studied medicine at leeds school of medicine university of leeds why why no. leeds any anybody like anybody know and anybody and everybody knows knows what is wrong with me anybody and everybody knows what a great university leeds is and how hard it is to get into leeds bro went to leeds why are all the geniuses becoming serial killers i mean bro went to leeds for medicine what is wrong with this guy i genuinely don't know what is wrong with this guy anyways so alright it's a god flight of it Okay, I think there's some issue here. Anyway, uh, we'll put her opinion later on. So let's talk a little bit about the career. And so Shipman began working at the 
okay um so he was actually only only fined 600 pounds which i personally think is a very small amount i mean bro did a crime fine him more like i think it's a small amount as a fine not as a general amount it's a huge amount but like as a fine i think he should have been fined more and briefly attended the drug rehabilitation clinic in um, yorkshire so he worked as a gp at donnybrook medical center in hyde greater manchester in 1977 basically this guy is like you don't listen to me i'm going to leave that's literally this guy so continuing on shipman continued working as a gp in hyde throughout the 1980s and established his own surgery at 21 market street in 1993 becoming a respected member of the community respected in double quotations In eight, 1983, he was interviewed in an edition of the Granda Television current affairs documentary "World in Action" on how the mentally ill should be treated in the community. Okay, um, a year after his conviction on charges of the murder, the interview was rebroadcast on Tonight with Trevor McDonald. So, I mean, bro was interviewed. He was that good. Damn. Okay, so guy has had an amazing athletic life. He's had the sad death of his mother. Is possibly recovered from a drug addiction and has also been a TV star. What else could somebody even yeah, try more. thinking about? There's more. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, let's now get on with how he actually used to kill. And I think this is the most interesting part. and i want to talk about this because i uh, i did background research on this but somebody did not do moving on somebody was way too free you know aha uh-huh. i am more busy than you are i am the one studying the one who has exams in december is clearly no, very no, wait, busy wait 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 one second my my year started in july okay all of my that's your excuse i have been that's a reason all of my classmates that are listening to this will come to my defense and be like we are the busiest students guys you're listening to this come to my defense ib is the most difficult thing out in, on this planet okay and i had my exams would you rather have me doing research and then fail my exams and you would have told me that i failed my exam no, no, again why did you play <laughs> never mind we're just not gonna i was eating lunch we're i want to get on with relief how did he kill let's go on to how he killed So in most cases shipman injected the victim with a lethal dose of the painkiller diamorphine does that ring a bell oh my god okay diamorphine so diamorphine in other words i think it's heroin heroin, heroin. so yeah so, diamorphine also one second connect the dots for a second over here his Wait. mom died of his mom died of uh, morphine i think yeah so uh, She was given morphine for pain reduction before she died uh, due to her condition. But lung condition. Die morphine and the connection that's going over here. I think it's basically this guy taking his revenge on two fifty other women. Yeah. So die morphine, also known as die settle morphine, also known as heroin. It is used. It's a narcotic drug, obviously. It is used in the treatment of severe pain, but overdose can kill, as has been proven by the one and only Dr. Harold Shipman. Don't try this at home. That's ah, no one. Ah, so there, that's where the medical thing comes in. Because I was thinking, how can somebody yeah, so, be 
over prescribed heroin what but uh, i i think it being excused yeah. because of the fact that these women who he might have targeted might be having severe diseases yeah and we he, he has been known to you know like steal drugs before from the clinic right. who knows he could be doing that again god knows you, the government and this was yeah and this was his own surgery there was nobody stopping him from you know taking large amounts of heroin or medically dimorphine anywhere like this was his own like this was his own surgery he could do whatever the heck he wanted and so he used to basically um inject his patients with dimorphine like a lethal dose of dimorphine and then he used to sign a death certificate attributing the incident to a natural cause i mean this is why this guy has been you know so easily not caught i mean the reason he hasn't been caught yet is because of the fact that he signed these very legitimate death certificates because he is a doctor mm but uh, also his victims are ed- elderly like nobody is going to uh, really suspect yeah really but do you think uh, maybe he might be practicing youth- practicing euthanasia and there's one reason that we can possibly uncover that he may be avenging the death of his mother but avenging it 250 times is think i think way overboard for somebody yeah. even rationally and, and uh, the other thing is practicing euthanasia because i think the woman that he targeted had really terminally uh, ill diseases they were very terminally probably Ill. yeah so uh, i think maybe you might be practicing euthanasia euthanasia is when you are ending somebody's life who is uh, terminally ill as a medically certified person so i don't i to some extent i agree with you but honestly i don't really think there was any humanity left in this guy after you know he started killing people so that's just my opinion what do you think I mean, there were some of these elderly women who were like, uh, I they wouldn't say like severely ill, that they were like fairly healthy, okay? Maybe like a few conditions here and there, but still fairly healthy. There wasn't really any need to like euthanize them, honestly. Hmm, true, okay. Why don't you continue with detection? Okay. So in 1977, Shipman found work as a general practitioner in the town of Hyde in the greater Manchester, as where we- eventually... How continue, continue. Let's get on with it. Okay, okay. Where eventually he gained respectability and developed a thriving practice. Very, it's very... Yikes, okay. Amazing. Exactly. In 1998, one of his patients, an 81-year-old woman, was discovered dead in her home only hours after Shipman visited her. That is a great red flag right there. Uh, her, her family was perplexed but just by the suddenness of her death like you know she had appeared to be in good health and also by the fact that her will had been changed to benefit shipment it uh, like it said like her entire estate which she owned too she owned two properties and her entire estate it was valued at around like uh, 400000 pounds it was all under his name it was like given to him it. in the will yeah and the other you know very alarming thing is he insisted that no autopsy should be done i mean what that's exactly how the serial killer should get through i am yeah it's suspicious Yikes. if you're not suspicious of this 
please please go get yourselves checked please yeah this is suspicious so in march of 1998 dr Lin- uh, dr linda reynolds of the brook surgery in hyde expressed concerns to john pollard the coroner for the south manchester district about the high death rate among shipments patients in particular she was concerned about the large number of cremation forms for elderly women that he had asked to have countersigned police were unable to find uh, sorry sufficient. police were unable to find sufficient evidence okay. to bring um, charges and close the investigation on 17th april so my thing is it is so you know it was expected that somebody would eventually you know figure out that this guy's patients were dying i mean there had to be somebody who was suspicious of it and you know linda was suspicious of it but the point is he was so cunning in covering his tracks up that nobody could get evidence on how he did what he did so okay being a very very off topic over here but do people who like murder and crimes like these can you agree with me over the fact that how smart this killer is because if this guy would not have been a real life killer and a killer in books damn i i would seriously Okay, we have a problem. Let's continue on. Let's continue on. We're not simping for killers over here. This is a family friendly thing. Family friendly thing. Yes. Okay. Very sorry on my side. Author tendency is coming in. Okay. Uh, Miss Dump and Miss Over Positive, do you want to say something? Well, I am genuinely concerned for Bhavya. I get she's an author, but still. Yikes! Sorry. Okay, moving on. Since she has nothing actually to add, the shipment inquiry later blamed Greater Manchester Police for assigning inexperienced officers to the case. I mean, one eighty pages of proof showing shipment did all this. One eighty pages of proof. Were the police blind? Maybe. Maybe. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. After the investigation was closed, Shipman went on to kill three more people. Overconfidence. Damn. Overconfidence. Damn, bro. Bro was so overconfident. Damn. A few months later, in August, taxi driver John Shop told the police that he suspected Shipman of murdering twenty-one patients. Shop became suspicious of many of the elderly customers he took to the hospital, while seemingly in good health. and died in shipment's care you are supposed to get better in a doctor's care not die in a doctor's care i mean mm. that's just a little too much let's talk a little bit about shipment's last victim who was kathleen dundy a former mayor mayor of hyde, of hyde who was found dead at her home on 24 june 1998 bro got the mayor's property or some stuff i don't know bro He was the largest. Uh, he was the largest. He was the last person to see her alive. He later signed her death certificate, recording the cause of death as old age. Randy's daughter and uh, daughter Angelina uh, Angela 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 Woodruff. Don't worry, don't worry, Kuzu. Yeah, we'll, have, we'll have we'll have the host continue. Angela. I think we'll have the host continue. She oh, she's God. currently <laughs> malfunctioning. Exactly. Want information. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much for her little brain to handle. Oh, I'll I'll move on. Nobody asks for your opinion. That's literally what this podcast is. Unsolicited stated opinions. Move on. We have. We don't have all day. Move on. 
Yeah. So Angela Woodruff, that was the Grundy's daughter, she became concerned when you know um, the solicit the fellow solicitor Brian Burgess informed her. Brian. Okay, when Brian Burgess informed her that a will had been made that apparently by her mother with doubts about its authenticity. So the will excluded Woodruff and her children but left 386,000 pounds to shipmen. Is this not suspicious? This is definitely suspicious. Why would a mother the bro definitely got hands on her stuff, man. He robbed them. blind my question blind. my question is why these women like we did do a lot of research but we didn't really find much on why these particular women and like how he was choosing his women my guess now this is my guess is probably money like who has the most elderly women yeah and the thing is elderly women is simple because nobody would suspect anything rich ladies but rich women I mean he was a doctor and he was getting money as it is he did not need more money but then again they say power corrupts that's so true. yeah corrupt so i'm guessing yeah that's why okay mm-hmm. uh moving on grandi's body was actually exhumed and found to contain traces of diamorphine let's go we're finally we are finally 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 coming to the trial which will be the most interesting part just wait diamorphine or heroin often used for pain control in terminal cancer patients shipman claimed that randy had been an addict and showed them comments he had written to effect to that effect in his computerized medic computerized being the keyword medical journal you can always change to computerized medical journal however police examination of his computer showed that the entries were written after her death see i am brilliant i am amazing i guessed it anyway moving on shipman was finally finally arrested on 7th september 1998 and was found to own a brother type title of the type used to make the fault will prescription for murder a 2000 book by journalist brian whittle and jean richie suggested that shipman forged the will either because he wanted to be caught because his life was out of control or because he planned to retire at 55 and leave the uk The police investigated other deaths Shipman had certified and investigated 15 specimen cases. They discovered a pattern of administering lethal doses of heroin, signing patients' death certificates and then falsifying medical records to indicate that they had been in poor health. Okay. What's the name of the book again? Um Prescription for Murder. Okay. Right now getting that on Amazon. You are supposed to be a special guest not be on okay, Amazon and okay. order books. Okay, okay. Uh, honestly, being the special guest over here before ordering this book on Amazon, I would just like to say that uh the fact that Shipman was literally being uh I think undershadowed by the police regarding his uh patients was very surprising because uh I think uh Europe and uh, other countries and like India are very strict uh, on such rules and the fact that he even must have gotten a pretty hefty salary because yeah. it's about i think uh, 
10k to 50k for 10 to 50k ranging between that for a doctor salary and that's a quite so a lot hundreds, of money hundreds of thousands of dollars for doctors so per yeah. month yeah. per month yeah. that too and that's uh, literally uh, quite surprising as to why he would still want their uh, want to be a part of their wills and be taking their estates or the kind of uh, inheritance yeah so since we're kind of short on time we're just going to move on to trial and imprisonment so do you want to talk a little bit about the trial sure so shipman's trial began at preston crown court on 5th october 1999 he was charged with the murders of 15 women by lethal injections of diamorphine all between 1995 and 1998 now i'm just going to tell a whole long list of those women Bear with me. Mary West, Irene Turner, Lizzie Adams, Jean Lilly, Ivan, uh, Ivy Lomas, Muriel Grimshaw, Mary Quinn, Kathleen Wagstaff, Bianca Pomfret, Nora Nuttale, Pamela Hiller, Maureen Ward, Winfred Mellower, John Melia, and Kathleen Grundy. Out of those, how many words I have butchered? I have no idea. But that's just how many victims he was alleged to kill. Let's give you a break. Those are only 15 of the victims that he murdered and allegedly probably murdered to 50 and he was only charged for 15. So Shipman's legal representatives, I'm surprised he even had any, tried unsuccessfully to have the Grundy case tried separately from the others as the motive was shown by the alleged forgery of Grundy's will. On 31st January 2000, after six days of deliberation, the jury found Shipman guilty of 15 counts of murder and one count of forgery. Mr. Justice Forbes subsequently sentenced Shipman to life imprisonment on all 15 counts of murders with the recommendation that he be subjected to a whole life tariff to be served concurrently with a sentence of four years for forging Grundy's will. On 11th February, 11 days after his conviction, Shipman was struck off the medical register by the General Medical Council, which is something he deserved. He 110% deserved, not even 110, 200% deserved it. Two years later, Home Secretary David Blunkett confirmed the judge's whole life tariff just months before the British government ministers lost their power to set minimum terms for prisoners. While authorities could have brought many additional charges, they concluded that a fair hearing would be impossible in view of the enormous publicity surrounding the original trial. Furthermore, the 15 life sentences already imposed rendered further litigation unnecessary. Shipman became friends with fellow serial killer Peter Moore. Uh-huh. If you guys want us to talk about Peter Moore, tell us and we will do the next episode on Peter Moore while in prison. Shipman denied his guilt, disrupting the scientific evidence against him. He never made any public statements about his actions. Shipman's wife, Primos, maintained that he was not guilty even after his conviction. Loyalty! Wife support on the wrong things. This is what I call loyalty. Bro was so delusional. Bro was so delusional. Completely, man. May I just say that I was hearing like the recordings of his uh, like almost sort of 
interview no his in like interrogation and he basically is just straight out denying everything he's like uh, did you murder them no like okay so like who could have used your typewriter you know if you didn't use it he's like i don't know is he's just like okay so you did use the typewriter is that a statement or is that a question he just kept on denying it so obvious like blatantly it almost felt like he thought he could get uh, like you know so like done with this already but it was so mm-hmm. wrong This, this so basically wrong. just reminds me about how in class ten we would used to give our class teacher excuses about not getting our notebooks on time. Yeah, we're not here to expose ourselves. Let's move yeah. on. This is not a podcast about exposing ourselves. This is about exposing serial killers. Yeah, let's move on to death. Shipman hanged himself in his cell at HM Prison, Wakefield, at six twenty a.m. on thirteenth January two thousand four, aged fifty-seven, aka three years after his um, conviction. He was pronounced dead at eight ten a.m. A statement from Her Majesty's Prison Service indicated that he had hanged himself from the window bars of his ceiling using his bed sheets. Creative. After Shipman's death, his body was taken to the damn. Mortuary at Medical Legal Center in Sheffield by Undertaker's van for a post-mortem examination. West Yorkshire coroner David Van David Hinkliff eventually released the body to his family after an inquest was opened and adjourned shortly after. I mean, bro just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, that's all. I think. I think even he couldn't take it anymore. To be honest, isn't that sort of Too short for a serial killer who yeah. basically ended life. Like I mentioned, I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Also, this is my personal opinion, but I think all serial killers and you know rapists should be tortured and then sentenced to death. Mm, true. True. Yeah, I I genuinely believe that. And here is our you know judiciary system that doesn't even want to kill people. To be honest, uh, commenting a little about India's system of uh. basically holding accountable these kind of people is that uh, i don't think they pay a lot of attention to these kind of cases yeah, because they, they because just consider it off yeah, as still, something not that important they still but believe that you know taking the life of someone is a great deal i mean this person did not believe that taking the life of this person is such a big deal when they've committed the murder so now why are we you know waiting to give them a death sentence i don't even know why you know just exceptions exist why does the mercy plea exist somebody explain that to me that's true Honestly, uh, a bit counter to what you your opinion you have expressed is that i don't think killers should get a death sentence because mainly the fact that if you get a death sentence it's not you that's suffering it's the killer's yeah. family that suffers the no. killer does suffer you know if you really wanted the killer to suffer you the thing is that you just give them life imprisonment no, and you, you just don't like, give them life imprisonment they can just chill bro was just chilling with his friend peter moor you torture and kill them yeah but then it's even said like the family is worried satisfied with the fact that he killed them do you think they would be satisfied if they just hung them yeah, to death and oh that's it there's so many court cases where family members have said that torture this guy and kill him off or kill her off i think this is again personal opinion tell us what you think i mean there's two conflicted opinions here tell us what you think um so some of the victims continuing with what my host uh, co-host just said some of the victims families said that they felt cheated as shipment suicide meant they would never have the satisfaction of a confession nor answers as to why he committed his crimes 
um david blanket admitted that um, the celebration like home secretary was like bro was actually pretty you know active and he did respond which is great i mean he should respond and he said that celebration was tempting you wake up and you receive a call telling you that shipman has stopped himself and you think is it too early to open a bottle this was the words of the home secretary what's your opinion to be honest uh, a lot of people would think that uh, a lot of people would maybe celebrate the fact that the murderer of uh, their family close family that to legitimately um not that not live and he took his life maybe according to them feeling guilty but um speaking from the perspective uh, of somebody who has experienced uh, the passing of a close one it's it's really at the back of the mind you yourself would feel guilty for the death of anybody yeah and uh, to feel relieved uh, even after the death of somebody who has had hand in the passing of the close one is still wrong in a way because uh, it's it's not that however many things somebody must do you don't deserve the kind of death and even going back to the fact that uh, shipman has lost his mother at a young age a mother really has a lot of hand in the upbringing of a child and at 17 that's the most crucial age where you're building your character you're building your personality and most of our audience here is 17 18 and within the range is a teenager and it's 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 very surprising to know that a lot of these people are so reliant i guess on their parents sometimes because no matter how no matter how you place it no matter what you say your mom or your dad whoever you closest to is going to be the only person at the end of the day who you know for sure is going to help you and know for right. sure is going to be there for you so i guess uh you can feel empathetic for somebody who might have hanged themselves due to this but uh it still would be wrong to say that his motive for anything was right okay so what do you think co-host miss co-host what do you think oh yes mm. i don't know i don't really have any opinions okay fine we can move um, we'll move on we're almost done guys bear with us we're almost done um so the thing is that even the media you know media let's we'll not get too much into it for sake of time but i'll talk about media maybe in the next episode the media just likes to make a joke out of everything i'm not, this is not a call out to any you know Journey it's not a call out reporter. to any media but in general a lot this is not this is a generalization this is not the norm to be it, i i think a the fact that these murder cases we'd be talking about in uh, these podcasts podcast episodes these are murder cases that haven't been really i don't know publicized more than they would have to be because uh, these are some things that are important for the public to know that in yeah, you have to be careful everybody did this. know dr death everybody knows who dr death it was 
death is but nobody actually knows the specifications of how you know everything happened so the thing is that with you know that in mind the media did make a big deal out of this case and you know a lot the guardian the the guardian yeah so the independent the guardian a lot of these um, newspapers famous newspapers and famous media um you know talked about the murders and we'll not get too much into that but yeah they did make a big deal out of the murder so shipman's motive for suicide was never really established though he reportedly told his probation officer that he was considering suicide to assure his wife's uh, financial security after he was stripped of his national health service pension i mean he thought of his wife the fact that he could even think of somebody else is very surprising yeah do you want to continue uh sure so primrose shipman she actually received like a full nhs pen- a pension and she would not have been entitled to it if shipman had lived past the age of 60 so i guess it's kind of good on his part to actually think about other people his wife the children it's good to some extent i suppose and additionally if there was evidence that prime a primrose who had consistently prop uh, protested that his like shipment was innocent despite the overwhelming amount of evidence they had and they she would they had like the people would have been bega- like began to suspect her guilt and shipment refused to take part in courses which would have encounter uh, encouraged in- acknowledgement of his crimes leading to a temporary removal of privileges including the opportunity to telephone his wife so he did not get that one call that is quite famous yeah also during this period according to shipman's cellmate he received a letter from prime primrose exhorting him to tell me everything no matter what so i suppose that the wife was like very trusting of the husband and like she very loyal bro very loyal yeah. i mean that's kind of good on her part but it's not the right thing to support but you know nobody would want to believe that like their lover their partner the one who they have children's with is like you know a murderer definitely yeah so um shipments uh, a 2005 inquiry found that shipment suicide could not have been predicted or prevented which i wholeheartedly agree with and after shipment's body was released to his family it remained in sheffield for more than a year despite multiple multiple false reports about his funeral his widow was advised by the police against burying her husband in case the grave was attacked shipman was eventually wait the grave was attacked attacked how far can people go i mean it's just disgusting to think that people would not even leave a dead person alone i mean agreed serial killer whatever leave him alone he's dead like genuinely leave his grave alone i think that is something i strongly believe in if he's dead leave uh, him alone to be honest uh speaking from a person who might be victimized from by shipman uh to have attacked his grave i think that would have been a way bit too much but yeah, that's a bit too much that's, that's crossing a bit the line too, that is somewhat crossing, is crossing the line the but line. i guess in a way i understand why somebody would do that because the pain being caused to them is 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 very unfair yeah, and it, it's very not expected and it's just not something somebody would want and yeah. they would want to have their kind of revenge over yeah. shipman as well suicide or the death of shipman would not be somewhat enough for the kind of pain that is caused so 
okay from a psychological and a victim's perspective i think uh, it was maybe right of uh, okay. his wife to not have him body cremated yeah what do you think i mean yeah true the wife again i feel like she really did quite like like you know love shipman and like was very support like not support i wouldn't say supported like just truly believed in him so it was good for her like bhavya said to bury like not bury him but rather cremate him and uh, this cremation was actually done outside normal working hours to maintain secrecy so again good on uh, her part and it was only attended by the wife primrose and the couple's four children i am just imagining what the, would have been going on in the children's mind at that time to know that the father who was a doctor you know maybe one of the children even like was inspired by him like saving lives and all to know that the father didn't actually save lives but he killed lives instead yeah i mean that's very traumatic i mean i wouldn't be able to even imagine thinking of my, uh, you know just we i can't even think of it So I think we'll just end we'll just end this podcast quickly with um aftermath so why don't you talk about aftermath Okay so in January 2001 Chris Greg a senior West Yorkshire police detective he was selected to lead the investigation into 22 West Yorkshire deaths following this the shipments inquiry was submitted in July 2002 this concluded that he had killed at least let this number sink in as i say this 218 of his patients that's a lot 218 of his patients between 1975 and 1998 during this time he had practiced todo modern and hide okay. and yeah Smith, the judge who submitted the report, admitted that many more deaths of a suspicious nature could not be defended uh, definitively, definitively ascribed to Shipman. Most of his victims were elderly women in good health. In her sixth and final report, issued on twenty fourth Jan two thousand five, which is the one I read, uh, Smith reported that she believed that Shipman had killed three patients and she had serious suspicions about four further deaths. including that of a 4 year old girl 4 year old girl what the heck during the early stage of medical career at pontefract uh, general infirmary it started so early bro it started it is, so early it, it, it is highly alarming i don't know what the in total police might have been doing in total i repeat in total 459 Let that number sink in for two seconds. Four hundred fifty-nine people died while under his care between nineteen seventy-one and nineteen ninety-eight. Bro, what the heck? Genuinely, what that the heck? Foreshadowing this. This is very smart on a serial killer's perspective. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Thank you very much. <laughs> not doing this. Do you have anything to say? No, not really. Except the fact that he was allegedly able to get away with the murder of four fifty nine people. That's a lot. That's a lot. I think you know, you know that my fellow host is shocked when she stops speaking. She's shocked. She's very shocked. Okay, moving on. 
um in 2005 it came to light that shipman may have stolen jewelry from his victims good job even more stuff ab kya bacha hai there is nothing left there is literally nothing left In 1998, police had seized over 10,000 pounds of jewelry, worth like worth over 10,000 pounds of jewelry. They found in his garage in March 2005 when Primos asked for its return. Police wrote to the families of the of Shipman's victims, asking them to identify the jewelry. Unidentified items was handed to the Assets Recovery Agency in May. The investigation ended in August. The authorities returned sixty-six pieces to Primos and auctioned thirty-three pieces that she confirmed were not hers. Proceeds of the auction went to Tame's side victim support. The only piece returned to a murderer's patient's family was the platinum diamond ring for which the family provided a photograph as proof of ownership. Okay, not bad. A memorial garden to Shipman's victims, called the Garden of Tranquility, opened. In Hyde Park, Hyde, on 30th July 2005, as early of two two thousand nine, families of over two hundred of the victims of Shipman were still seeking compensation for loss of their relatives. In September two thousand nine, letters Shipman wrote in prison to friends were to be sold at auction, but following complaints from victims, relatives, and the media, the sale was withdrawn, which I do agree with. So. Final opinions. Any final opinions now that we're over with the story? Any final opinions? To give, I think, a final opinion on this would be that, uh, as spontaneously as I heard this story, to be honest, this definitely played out like a sorry great job on that guy. Thank you, thank you. But uh, to say that, I think the letters that Shipman wrote in prison to his friends. Uh, I think there was something humanitarian of him to do, because uh, there's not much you can do in prison to communicate with people outside. Yes, like writing letters might be the only option, but the fact that he even did that, despite not having many people to communicate with, and it's it's very hard living a life of isolation. Sure, he'd made a friend or two. in prison sadistically but uh to say in the least that uh this is something humanitarian he may have done because yeah, there are I... several complaints that must have been there that are there and the media and everything was slightly restricted i guess but the fact that this these kind of murder cases they not only really brought out they're not really analyzed they're not really uh put forward to in front of the public is something that is i think what we concentrate on and the fact that we're concentrating over the fact that these murder cases are to be literally one of the most alarming things nowadays teenagers would be able to hear or our audience yeah. and it is it is very very uh, sad to hear what happened but at the same time shipman was a man who was wrong in his own way and yeah. in the world's eyes yeah. but maybe maybe just maybe to himself he was avenging something which wasn't really right but i guess sometimes revenge takes too long 
Mm-hmm. Satisfaction is yeah, I can understand long achieved. So I mostly agree with her, and I feel like this was a very interesting case that we got to talk about today. Miss Dumb Host, do you have anything to add? Final. Well, I do think that eventually his like revenge that he had to like take sort of on his like like on his mother's part that you know the mother was uh, overdosed, but yeah, that revenge. I mean, at the point if you have like killed allegedly two fifty victims, like you know fifteen of them which were confirmed, if you have killed that many, it does not re- remain like revenge. It just becomes sadistic, like highly sadistic in nature. True. True. Okay um I think that's it from us for today thank you so much for tuning in to how not to murder we're very glad that you were here and a special thank you to Bhavya for being here thank and thank you so much for having me i had the best time ever thank you so much for being here and putting up with our nonsense bickering. and bickering <laughs> yeah i think i think you should also say thank you you know Yes, I am very grateful for your presence, Abhavya. It truly also helped us concentrate on the actual topic instead of just rambling off for fifteen hours, didn't it? Once again, I am needed over here, guys. We need. We need. Let's 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 move on. Um, I think we have bored our. Um, you know, I think we've annoyed our audience for long enough. Thank you so much for spending an hour and seven minutes of your day with us. We hope that we give. your day a little bit of brightness and a little bit of fun and we hope to see you here again and if you have any cases that you specifically want us to do please do let us know we would love to do them and tell us what you think this was the case of dr death and we are team how not to murder thank you so much and have the most amazing day